Welcome to Full Advisor Coaching, the podcast with Kristen Harrod. From launching her RIA to guiding countless financial advisors, Kristen is your VIP ticket to reach new levels of success and fulfillment. Dive into growth strategies and grab next-level marketing, sales, and leadership insights to supercharge your business. Joined by industry experts, Kristen's here to help you do more of what you love. Hello, and welcome to the Full Advisor Coaching Podcast. I'm producer Bill Tucker here with your host, Kristen Herod. Kristen, good to be with you again. Always, always nice visiting. Bill, great to see you again. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. I, I am actually looking forward to this conversation. For those of you who are following along at home, who are already a subscriber and you're doing this in sequence, you'll know that the last edition of this podcast was about setting visions, setting goals for where you want your company to go, how you want it to grow. But as Kristen is going to make clear today, you really can't get where you're going if you don't know where you're starting from. So Kristen, how do you do that? How do you how do you get a good vision of, or understanding, I guess, of where you are at the moment, where you're starting from? Well, last time, as you mentioned, we talked about setting that vision. So you know where you're going, right? So we have that three-year outlook, let's say. Yeah. Of, this is my vision of where I'm going. So uh, along with that vision, there is some sort of growth goal tied to that, right? So a lot of advisors will say, okay, so how many more new people do I need to have coming to the firm? And they kind of start going, what are we going to do? Where are we going to put our money? How are we going to attract these people in and they start looking for the shiny objects to make it work, right? To say, we have to get from, from A to C and we, or maybe even further, right? mm -hmm, probably yeah. A to Q or something. Right. And it's like, how are we going to do that? Okay. We're just going to go out and try all the fancy new things that everyone tells me I should be doing. But what I want advisors to do is to take that step back. And I really encourage them to start to map out where they are today. So think of a sort of literally a visual map where they okay. take a look at all parts of what I call the business development ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And that's the marketing from all the way at the top of the funnel, all those fancy things that you want to do to attract new people right? through to capturing leads, nurturing leads, bringing the leads to prospect status where they come and meet with you or have a call with you Yeah, through the nurturing of the prospect to the ultimate sale of, right. you know, kind of closing the sale. So marketing and sales overlap there between the prospect and the sale and the client. And then looking at all the parts of that client experience along the way, because each one of those spots has a place or has an opportunity for revenue generation. Hmm. So I can go into much more detail on that. Well, I think, you know, like look, I want you to take me into some detail because people who are listening to this probably are thinking, oh, okay, I got three parts here. Can you give me a little better idea of what you mean? Right. So let's talk about just revenue generation overall, and then we'll break down like how you evaluate this. I mean, okay. if we're trying to if we're trying to hit that growth goal that's a few years out, we obviously need to generate more revenue, right? So there are three. I'd like to look at like four different ways that you can generate revenue. Three are tied to the system, which is you can bring in new people, right? New money, 
in the front door, yeah. right? You can, that means attract more people in. So you can attract more clients into the top of your funnel, if you will. You can say, all right, these people have never heard of me. Now they're coming in. You can also improve the conversion or accelerate the decision-making of people who are somewhere in the middle of the funnel. So they've they're on your lead list, but they've never actually prompted a meeting. They've mm -hmm. had a meeting with you, but they've never actually made a decision. So you can sort of nudge them along faster or get them to take an action sooner. So we, we're not bringing in new people. We have, let's say you had a whole list of people that you're like, I don't know, we have this list, but they've never actually acted. Well, we could focus all of our strategy on trying to get those people to take an action. Like, so, like a follow-up of sorts? Yes, a follow-up system, right. So it's what I call the lead-to-client conversion system, yeah. which is a fancy way of saying you just want those people who have who have joined your list in some form or fashion mm -hmm. to actually pick up the phone and call you. Yeah. And then once they do, you want them to actually say, yes, I'd like to work with you. So they kind of get stuck in the middle there. Yeah. So we could free that, you know get them moving along faster. So that's that. And then ultimately you can increase revenue by having your existing clients bring more of their money over or engage mm -hmm. in your service in a deeper way, right? So they might, depending on your model and how you charge, they could take you up on more services. They could, you know, commonly they'll just bring more share of wallet, like more assets into the firm. And has, it been, has it been typical or should you, expect that clients if they're happy with their experience might you might refer you i mean are they a source potentially yes so that i was just about to go there it seems like you're you're right you're tracking right with me which is then ultimately as you focus on uh the clients and the experience they have it can generate the referral bringing a new person back into the a new person into the firm yeah. kind of it seems like it, it's very linear like oh it's a simple loop all we need to do is evaluate that and do that but in <laughs> fact you set the stage there perfectly for me because it is really more of an ecosystem where various parts affect the others in non-linear ways and we'll mm -hmm. get into that i just want to touch quickly on the fourth way you can generate revenue which is in fact the fastest way and it's one that a lot of people resist on, which is you can raise your price. And yeah. if you raise your price, you will generate revenue with zero incremental effort, unless, of course, it scares away too many clients. But in fact, that's probably still going to net you out in a good spot. So that is one I'm not going to cover as much on that today, but that is a fourth area. But if we go back to this ecosystem and look at the, the parts, it does start with kind of looking at the linear flow of how people originally find out about your firm and come all the way through to the point where they're likely to refer a friend. So you yeah. can look at it that way. Like we want to do that. We want to map out the entire points of contact of a potential client mm -hmm. all along the way, because you know the goal of the business development ecosystem is to figure out where the patches of opportunity where we can have the quick wins or the biggest impact, or that the team overall just feels very energized around so that we're we're having energy from many people in the firm to develop business versus kind of that one rainmaker who's stuck in that position who without mm -hmm. them, we have no business, right? Well, okay. So you don't want to rely on one rainmaker, but I think the bigger question is how do you 
get that into the organization at large to everybody so that everyone's on the same page, as they say, or everybody knows what's expected of them? Where do we go from there? That's a great question, Bill, because this is something I see pretty frequently with the firms that I work with. And essentially, it's how do we get that business development mindset? How do we get people excited about it, right? Like realizing their role in the ability to affect the revenue of a firm. And just so often from just the firms that have emerged, especially the independent firms that come off of a single founder who Mm -hmm. worked the phones, who hustled, who did the cold calls, who did the networking and did all of the things that he or she needed to do to grow the business, they've, you know, kind of always been in that spot. But now that we have kind of this next generation of leadership coming in and a lot of firms focusing on their sort of 2.0 version 2.0, where the founder might be retiring or at least stepping back, um, they either aren't inclined to have a rainmaker or even if there is someone in that spot, we don't want to rely on that person, right? So what I like to have firms do is take a look again at each of those phases of when a potential client, so a human being is interacting with the brand, right? So from the very point where they see a tweet from your firm, uh, some run into you at a party and you say, oh, I work for a company XYZ, I'm in operations. Like any point where someone first finds out about you. And we kind of map that out. And then we kind of go through the whole system. And along the way, you you map out that customer journey. And then as you're mapping out that journey from all those phases I talked about, map out, a key part of the map is who are the people in the firm who are going to interact with that person along the way, either directly or indirectly, Mm. right? The work they do may be the work that's needed to provide paperwork or information to the advisor. So maybe an operations person saying, oh, I'm going to, you know, I pull together X, Y, Z, or administrative person is scheduling the call. There's various players, but at each step along the way, who has an impact or an involvement that will ultimately move the client Mm. to the next stage? So are you kind of talking about like focusing on where you where your organization interfaces with the new client? I mean, is that you're 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 looking at that trying to improve? I guess improve client experience, making them feel good about their choice. I don't know. Yes, and not just about the the client experience itself is an an essential part of that. But I'm talking about even the points before the client comes in the door. Okay, where. Other team members through the work they're doing can understand how what they do ultimately impacts Uh. bringing a client in the door. So whether it's the messaging that an advisor is sharing about how we specialize in being able to do cash flow planning for retirees, and there is a non-customer facing person behind the scenes who helps with that, it's like they're impacting our ability to stand out and say, this is something we do. And so we want to try to bring to life the roles of each of the people and then Uh, how that ties to, you know, the better we, you know, your work here allows us to make this claim or make these statements or those types of things. So we can start to weave it together. So in Um, other words, just because the change is important to you as the leader, you need to understand and communicate to your team why it's important to them as well and get them involved in the process. Right. And you really want to 
the goal is to try to get them tied in and excited about the impact for the revenue. And we, we won't get into compensation and how you might be able to compensate people to, you know, for referral and, right. and no, their part. You know, that's a whole nother element. But just in general, the the visibility to see, to give them the awareness that, wow, the work I'm doing helps us reach that big number. Yes. And I think an important piece, not just so that they see it, is that they also see that the leader of the firm or the leaders see and notice the contribution that those people make and use that contribution to be able to improve the results of the firm. And ultimately, it may, you know, for an example, obviously the person who answers the phone uh, if anyone calls anymore, I mean, people actually pick up the phone. If someone actually oh, picks do. up the they, phone, they, people, no. are, people do call. I know. So <laughs> people, but you actually pick up someone calls and someone answers the phone. It seems like sort of an antiquated example, but what does the person say? How easy is it connect? It's kind of your baseline example of like, they, you know, people like to call that the manager of first impressions or something yes, like that. Right. You know? like but that, yeah. ultimately the, the point taken is, wow, if you don't have a good impression right off the bat there, then that's going to be a problem, right? So there's other parts that you can dig deeper into the system of Imagine all of the different interactions, the emails that go out from the person who's executing the trade, you Mm -hmm. know, all of the different things that happen and the touch points that will ultimately get in front of a client that can affect their experience and their willingness to want to stay and work with you. And so everyone who interacts with the client makes a difference. And it's really important that the people on your team understand, even if their interaction is minute, that what they do has an impact on whether or not the firm itself is going to be able to achieve its vision or its growth goals that it wants to achieve. I mean, as basic as a a trade confirmation email, you know, you're sending that out, you think it's not too big of a deal. In fact, it's yet another impression. And so it's all of this accumulation of multiple impressions that, you know, that particular one, if, you know, done poorly, could make a client feel a little less confident. And yeah. It may just be like a little Makes off, good sense. Yeah, sure. but you keep going a little off and a little off and a little off and a little off. And next thing you know, the classic example of, you know, the plane was supposed to go to Seattle and it ended up in Boise or whatever, <laughs> you know, something like that, or even worse, but like just a little bit, little bit, little, but imagine if it's a little bit, little bit, little bit the other way. Right. And so it's like, wow, we've surprised and delighted. We've given a little extra personalization in an email. Someone sent a gift that they knew was relevant to a person's daughter because they had had a conversation with them. You know, it could be a, a variety of things, Yeah, but there's so many places along the way. And the only way to get a handle on that is to really do the work, right. To have the, the, leaders of the leadership team sit down and go, all right, here are all the parts. Here are all the players who are in, currently involved at any any way, whether directly or even indirectly behind the scenes and making sure they know. And then we want to overlay what are the technology solutions mm. you have that are enabling you or helping you in there? And are they in the terms of a client facing experience if a client's interacting with any of the t- technology outputs? How is that serving you? How's that helping you get to your goal? So that's just another area where we look and go, okay, here's sort of the state of the world. We have an idea of we know who the, you know, what the where the places are in the ecosystem, where all of the influence points are. 
who the people are, what the technology is there. And we can start to go, where are we, where are we kind of leaking revenue, right? Where are the obvious places where, oh, a person, we had an event, we got a whole bunch of names of people to follow up with. We loaded them in the system. We didn't follow up with them. You know, like where's, where are the leaks that we are, we are not doing that we can, we can free up some revenue. And then those are often ones that people, especially firm CEOs or leaders know, they're like, they already know, they kind of know in mm-hmm. the back of their mind, but they usually know more top of the funnel stuff, right? They know more about like, oh, I did, I know that I, I was out and I did that activity. I brought people back and I may or may not have followed up. But then it's like getting into more of the where on the client experience, like how are we, let's get under the hood and see what those pieces look yeah, like. Yeah. And what are those communications happening? And what are those conversations like that people are having on the phone? And so you you really do have to look to see where are the the leaks and can we do quick fixes in some of them to be like, oh, all we needed to do was connect this system to this system and then they would talk and we would know, or it could be something much bigger that requires what we really need is a different technology solution. We need another player on the team. We need someone to be aware that this is not happening. So that's kind of the leak side. And then on the opportunity, you could look at it also as an opportunity, like where is it that we really have room to be able to turn up the dials and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. attract in more revenue? Just and, and a good example of that could be like, focusing on client events or putting in place a client referral strategy that maybe you haven't used one before and you've kind of miscellaneously, you know, just accidentally gotten referrals. But what if you were more proactive in that? What if you were proactive in asking for Google reviews or other things? So where is it that the opportunities lie that you haven't gotten to yet, but you see, wow, this could have the biggest impact on our ability to reach that goal. So kind of bottom line, when we look at this map, it gives the leader a place to start, a place to uh, begin to set the strategies of where to focus to reach that goal, and then ultimately make those prioritization decisions on where Mm. to focus and what to do, have a dollar amount tied to them because we kind of rank them based on like $1 sign to $4 signs kind of okay, like what, okay. how, how much impact could we have there? Right. And then you can use the tool to educate team members, get people excited, get people on board, set goals for people, set goals for yourself, set goals for the organization. There's a lot you can work with there, but you're at least starting from a baseline of reality of like, Hey, this is the situation. So when you've identified everything, when you looked at it all, you you just mentioned it. You have to set priorities <laughs> to move yes, forward. Yes, yes. How, how, how do you do this priority thing? Well, yeah, isn't that that is literally the number one question people come to me with? Was like, what should I prioritize? Yeah, and um, I do want to back up first and say. Uh, once you map out, like from your, you know, if you have the leadership team doing it or you as the, the head of the organization, I recommend kind of shopping it around the, the, the walking it around the shop floor as it may yeah, be, right? Yeah, right. That makes uh, sense. Same, yes. Um, a quick tangent story, but my father used to sell uh, construction equipment. So he right. was like, had a, like a, regional sales director for selling all you know air, comp- air compressors and, and backhoes and things like that right, right? so uh, he worked in this regional office and he had a sales team and then they had also a shop a mechanical shop on site 
And um, so I would go with him on the weekends sometimes and like run around the conference room and play while he did work and type on the typewriter and, you know, use the vending machine and all that fun stuff. That was great when you're a kid. And it was very distinctive, like the sort of sales offices with conference room and his big fancy office, which was just simply a big, you know, with a A desk and all the stuff. And then they had (laughs) the like traditional receptionist with typewriter and conference room. And then you'd go out and this was my favorite part to the shop floor where all the mechanics were and people worked on the machines and all the stuff. And I remember my father ran the whole office. So we come in the weekend and he'd take me and we'd walk the shop. He'd, we go out to the shop floor because that's where the vending machine was. And yeah. I could get those little orange peanut butter crackers. Oh, which, yes, absolutely. Who knows what's in those? But good um, stuff. So only I, good stuff. Only good. <laughs> oh, it was my favorite thing. And we'd walk out there and just to watch him walk the floor and pe- and talk to people and ask them what's happening, what's going on. You know, very, very, con- I was a very kind man, but very um, interested and in learning and asking their input. Mm-hmm. And I remember that so specifically, like it's one of my keenest memories of him, of being like, just let me talk to the people literally on the floor who manage the machines who right. know what who know what's going on right because they do know what's going on they know the reality right he yeah. can sit and be like i'm just trying to sell a few more uh you know i'm trying to manage my team that's selling uh whatever a backhoe or a, a i forget i used to know all the names of the things but and then to walk out there and be like oh this is joe he you know works on this and i know because we used to go to joe's house at christmas time and drop off like we'd drop off baked right. goods cuz i'm from sure. central pennsylvania and that's what you do go around and joe was one of our people we'd go visit and long story to say make sure you get input from people who are actually doing the work to say hey this is not this is an area where mm, I, i've been wishing we could do use this kind of technology or what really what i don't you know, where the communication gap is, is here, you know, so. No, that that is so important. That is so important because I have dealt with a number of management consultants, and I'm sure you have too, who forget that essential part of the process because there are people that make things happen every day. You might want to run those ideas by the people that make things happen because you might actually learn something. Right. No, and I think I think that's a big, a big, big opportunity for, uh, you know, RIA leaders and and founders of companies to say, all right, let me now, you know, now we're looking at version two point Let's make sure we build it right, you know. Yeah. So we and and those people who have been working with you, whether you know either new or new people coming in, notice things, or they've been with you a while, and they're like, oh, if only I've always wanted, or if. Yeah, I've never had the opportunity to say, but I want this. You know, it's really important. But I don't want to overlook your question about prioritization. Well, I figured we were getting there. Once, <laughs> once you once you run this by, and I and I'm following you because once you run this by people in the organization, and you say this is what we're doing, this is what we want to do, and they have a chance to give you some feedback, it probably gives you better information in order to set priorities, or at least give you an idea of where you could start. Right, right. And I think one of the areas where that could be, where it can be the first place to look is to, and and I've mentioned this before, is identify those quick wins. Yeah. Like, is there something that you can, it's kind of the triage, right? Is there is there a small hole in the system that you're like, oh, we just didn't even notice that was there. 
and we can we can tape that together and it's perfect you know oh look it looks like you know look it works perfectly yeah look it could be very quickly so and again as i was saying when you go through the map kind of if you can give an indication of opportunity of revenue opportunity in terms of what what, what will have the biggest impact either on saving you money mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. on bringing in new money or uh bringing in new revenue it could right. be any kind of revenue and if we kind of have that dollar sign indication along the way that way you want to you want to look there and say okay and this is what I'll tell you uh, where I actually see this happening a lot like advice will come to me like I said and and we'll talk marketing plan and we'll say we'll be like okay should I be on social media do I need to be out on LinkedIn do I have to have a podcast what should I do and I'll say well tell me about the your lead to client conversion process. Tell me about the people coming in. How many lead, how many new people are you signing up to your list? Oh, we get a whole bunch. We give this out to the, okay, great. How many of those people are turning into prospects? Well, and, mm-hmm. and so you have, you see it and you, you start to go, oh, well, we could go in focus on SEO and, and getting your pod and all these big, you know, trying to secure media for you, but then they're going to come and they're all going to get stuck. And then they're not, we, we need to fix the process from them being a lead to becoming a prospect. So that it could be that that's where the bigger opportunity is to actually reach out to the people who have already had said they're interested. Other people may be like, wow, we have, we run a smooth machine from the time we have that prospect, you know, the lead in the door, they slide right through. It's, it's amazing. We just need more at bats. We need more people coming in. Okay, well, then we will prioritize that type of thing. And then other people are like, nope, we have plenty of business coming in. We just want to make our clients happier. You know, mm, yeah. we want to spend more time in relationships. We want to have events and, and show appreciation to them. And we really want to deepen that engagement. All right, then we're going to look at that. end. So you want to look to see where you have, you can have the biggest revenue impact and then kind of dovetailing with that is where's the energy from the team, like where are people most interested to apply themselves? I mean, as long as that ties with the high, the, you know, the big impact, like we can have a really big impact if we focus at the top of the funnel, or if we focus on the clients, where are we feeling more energy right now? Because you're going to just be more likely to do it. And if more people are able to follow through and engage and do that, you're going to be able to have the impact. So it has to, it has to, tie together, but uh, it's definitely, you want people to be excited and energized around it too. No, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. I guess, I, I don't know if this is a, a well, you kind of hinted at this when you get everybody on board. I, I assume there's some process in here where you got to educate everybody and say, we're clear now, this is what we're going to do so that everybody knows where everybody's going instead of going in disparate strange direction. Right, right. And there's there's multiple ways of implementing that and making sure people have their goals for their job description, you know, and different advisors follow different systems. There's the entrepreneurial yeah. operating system. There's there's a number of different ways of kind of tracking back to job responsibility and where what your part is. But I think when you can illuminate for team members the big picture yeah. And then bring it down to their individual impact. It can have, you know, no matter what tracking system or or management system or uh, operating system you use to keep people on track. Um, I think the big picture is 
let them know what we're all in on for this. You know, you paint that vivid vision, as I talked about last week, of like where we want to go and what we want you to be a part of as an as an employee working here, as a team member. Yeah. Let's show them what role they're playing and, and why it matters that they're contributing along the way. So, Kristen, for people who want to talk to you further about this, what's the best way for them to reach out and get in touch with you? Well, the best way, Bill, is for them to go to fulladvisorcoaching.com mm-hmm. and you can schedule a call with me there or take a look at all the resources I have on there to help you get further information around how you can build out your business development ecosystem. But feel free to visit me there or check me out on LinkedIn and send me a message and I'll be happy to schedule some time with you. No antiquated phone calls there? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very right. good. Very good. Yes. <laughs> so you you good. may also pick up the phone. There is a phone number. Oh, good. That's awesome. I may or may not answer. No, I'm kidding. Thank you. Please call me if you want to. What's And what's the number to call? The phone number is 415-251-5941. That's nice. You have a touch and a mix of the old technology along with the new technology. Thank you, Kristen, very much. And viewers or listeners, the easiest way for you to uh, stay in touch with Kristen, of course, is just hit the subscribe button right there on your computer on your phone, wherever you're listening to this. That way you will be subscribed to the podcast. You won't ever miss an episode of it. And that's another good way to do it. And that's a little bit high tech, but a little bit easy as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. We would ask that if you find this podcast interesting, please share it with others. Let other people know about it and spread the word about what you've heard today and about what Kristen is doing. I'm Bill Tucker on behalf of Kristen Herod, thanking you for taking the time to listen today and reminding you that you can go out and make it a great day today or not. It's your choice. Choose wisely. Thank you for tuning in to Full Advisor Coaching, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the follow button so you'll never miss an episode. To learn more about how you can become a part of the Full Advisor community, visit fulladvisorcoaching.com. Remember, stay connected and get notified as soon as brand new episodes release. Click the follow button now. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kristen Herod or Full Advisor Coaching.